What is going on with you guys? Hey, what up, y'all? This is Che underscore Birdie, a quarter of the podcast posse. And today, I wanted to formally introduce another member of the podcast posse. Um, Just to reiterate on this particular member, this person has influenced me to really get out there and grind. This person has the capacity to set something in her mind and accomplish it. I kind of gave it away with the her, but anyways, yeah, this is a female. She is a mother. She is a hard worker. She is a person that I hold very dear to me, and she's also a part of the podcast posse. So without further ado, presenting Nay Romero, we are the podcast posse, and this is What's Real. for a long time she's a very dear friend and she's not only a friend she's the wife of my best friend and essentially I wanted her a part of this venture because me and all the other members admire her ability and her capacity and her drive to get shit done and in a way it's very inspiring and it's something I always keep close friends around that I look up to because at the end of the day, you know, you are who you hang out with. So without further ado, Nay, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Well, hello. So I'm kind of nervous. Um, this is probably the first time I've ever recorded. I mean, I've recorded myself individually by myself in my car, but this is like totally different. Um, I'm probably like five shots down. Yeah, it's all um, good. But I mean, my story, I'm, I'm basically just a young mom trying to like learn it as I go I'm a, I'm a young mom I'm a young wife trying to learn life and its lessons and um and whatever I learned and experienced along the way like I hope to bring that forth to our listeners um and to my just train of thought and like how I think um because I I have one been through a lot myself within my adolescence within my childhood um, and now as a, you know, like an adult. So it's it's interesting to me because I feel like I have a story out there that a lot of people can um, relate to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because um, like, for instance, you know, you talk about your childhood, like even though most of it is negative, it ultimately sh- shaped you into the person that you are. Like, for instance, when a people when a person goes through life and it's just super easy and there's no trials and tribulations, they when they get thrown out into the real world and they they just they sink you know but it's just it's that pressure and it's that adversity that probably made you into the person that you are like you went through college and you had a and you had a baby so you can talk about that that's I think that's crazy. I mean we can get into that but I think I don't think anyone has lived a perfect I mean I think they can leave, live a perfect childhood but behind the scenes I think parents hide really well like what's going on behind the scenes yeah, but because yeah. I lived like you know like front row to like my parents lives I think that has changed my train of thought differently because I know people go through things and it might be hidden you know like from um from their kids and 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 that's admirable because you know that's you know you're you're teaching them along the way you know like uh you want them to live basically a life that you have never lived before yeah yeah and so um, but unfortunately, I didn't live that life. I had to like sit front row, you know, like at my parents' story. And and, and but it's brought me to the person I am today. Um, I for one did not want to go to college. I um, I put a lot of effort into relationships when I was in high school, and so my train of thought wasn't like to be successful, wasn't to go to college, wasn't to learn anything. Yeah. Um, it had to take like a hard breakup for my mom to be like, guess what? You're fucking going to college. Yeah. Like you're going to your senior trip. You're going to your senior dance. Like it took a hard breakup for my mom to, my mom set all that shit up. Like I didn't even think that I was like, I don't want to go to that shit. Like yeah. I had it in my mind that like, no, like I'm, I'm not doing that. Like that's fucking stupid. But my mom did that for me, and I appreciate her to this day for making me go to my senior trip, making me go to my free. If I, if I could even choose, I wouldn't have even went to my graduation. Yeah. But because like my mom like made me and pushed me to go to school, to go to college, like I'm so thankful for that because 
and just to chime in too, I had a, a, a front row view of Nay and her past relationships. And yeah, and it's funny that you say, like, you know, I'm Mondo's wife, which is your best friend, but, like, I've known you way before Mondo. Like, I've known yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was calculating it today because I thought it was, like, funny, like, how I've known you since, what, sixth grade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and before yeah. that, it's hella funny because... Before I met you, I would always see your mom at, like, family functions and stuff. Because, you know, the community that we're from, especially, like, you know, within the Filipino clique, like, we're all, it's just one big extended family. Yeah. So I remember seeing your mom, like, back in the day, and then I remember that I, I met you, and then I seen your mom, I'm like, oh, shit, like, that's your mom? Like, we're yeah. your family, you know? So, like, in a way, like, I always look at you as family, you know? Yeah. So, and, and at the, yeah, and when it comes to it, like, yeah, like, like, yeah, you're my husband's best friend, but, like, you're really my cousin. Yeah, for sure, in a, for in sure. A, in a weird sense. But, yeah. but no. you know me since I've been 11 years old. That's how long it's been. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. he's a, Birdie has experienced, like, everything that I went through within, like, high school, within all my relationships. And, and he's always actually been friends with all of my relationships. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's kind <laughs> of funny. It, it is kind of funny. But then at the end of the day, I mean... It brought to you. It brought you to where you are today. But so, like, what, like, what drives you to perform at your best ability, like, while maintaining a family? Because that's super hard, you know. Like, you're busting your ass at work. You're excelling. You're good at what you do. You're damn good at what you do. That you know, we kind of, we kind of came in super cynical because, at first, like, initially. Your name got brought up because I was just like, you know, who could do our logo? And then of course, they knew. They were like, Nay. And then after that, they were like, you know what? We should have Nay a part of it because she definitely has something to offer. But yeah, so like what what, what drives you? You know, what's your motivation while having, while having a family? Even before having a family, I think it's the just... And it's so wrong to think this way, but I love to prove people wrong. Yeah, oh, like, me too. Oh, people are so judgmental yeah. of me because of the way I act or because of the way I talk or whatever. But even when I was having Daniel, a nurse had told me, like, oh, you don't want an epidural? And I'm like, no, like, I, I think I could take it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I used to wrestle. I used to play softball. Like, I could take it. And then so I was just, so she was like, oh, no, like, you're going to want an epidural. Like, you're crazy. And then... Just by her saying that, I went through my whole labor be like, no, that bitch said I cannot. Like, yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna have so it's just like that mentality of just like proving everyone wrong is just how like what takes me through like my life. So on a scale from one to ten, what was the pain like with the labor? It's like a ten for sure. Um, I'm I can bear pain. Like I pain doesn't phase me, but like I, I would say it was like a seven. But then with Apollo, I kind of wanted to see what it felt like. You know, like to have an epidural. To have an epidural because I wanted to see like I've heard other people's story and I know people would say like, Oh no, like you're like you're sad like for not having it but I had one with Apollo and I was eight centimeters, so you have to be ten centimeters to to give birth and I was at eight centimeters. I was like, you know what, I still wanna try. I still wanna see what it's like. Yeah. Um, and I did it and it was amazing and I would do it again. <laughs> That's you know, but, it's crazy too because it's like of course, you know, if, if, when you're going through this pain, and guys could never, ever bear that. They, they say that women's threshold tolerance for pain is out through the roof from men. So it's endorphins. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much the way that we evolved, too. It's just like you guys evolved to handle that pain. But then also, you always hear those horror stories, right, of like the, the side effects of having an epidural, like anxiety, sleeplessness, you know, and the back pain you know like it would be like a year later and you're still having these back pains so you didn't really worry about that I didn't but you know what's so crazy is like I was talking at work with a lady and she said her daughter really had postpartum depression and with Apollo I felt that way I was like, Mom, like, is he crazy? Explain he- that, though, because it's like, it's pretty much you're having, you have, you feel this some type of way about the, the child that you bared. Yeah. Right? I mean, it wasn't like personal to him, but it was, well, I don't know. It kind of goes both ways because I was like, there's times where I wanted to hide from him because really? he was so crazy. Like, he's total opposite of Daniel, where Daniel's like super mellow and Apollo's just like, Mom, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm in yeah, your face. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm just like, you need to calm the hell down like like you know like go to sleep take a nap or something so i felt there were times where i felt like i told my mom like mom like is he crazy because my mom watches him full time i was like is he a lot where am i like going through postpartum depression and my mom i think in a sense was like i'm gonna save her and i'm gonna tell her like you know like no he's really like a handful but i really honestly think i went through postpartum depression yeah and and it's crazy because 
my coworker was telling me that her daughter had an epidural with all three of her kids and I had an epidural with Apollo. So I wonder if anything, if that has anything to do with it. Yeah. And I know like scientifically maybe it could, but like at the moment I was just like, dude, like even Mondo was telling me like, you can do it. You have two more centimeters, like don't do it. Yeah. And when I had Apollo, I had to put like an oxygen mask on me. So he was like freaking out and he was like, I told you, I told you not to get the epidural. I'm just like, I'm going to be fine. Like, you know, but it was yeah. just like. He was, he knew I could do it, but like I just wanted to try it. Like you know, like what does you it just feel like? Because I get the feet, yeah, the because even getting the epidural is a lot. Of, it's painful because they're sticking this needle, needle in, in your back, back right? and even one move could paralyze you. Yeah. So like people would be scared of that, but I'm just like, let me just try it. I want. I'm really curious to see the side effects with that because like I'm not anymore. But, like, back in the day when, like, I felt like I was young and rebellious, I was always, in like, one of those, like, anti-vaccination uh, type of people. Like, if I, I'm, I don't think I'd ever have kids, but if I did, like, back then, I would have been like, oh, I'm never going to let my kids uh, get vaccinated because all that shit's a scam. You know, they just put them. But really, though, they need that, though, you know. So, you really can't be too cynical about the, you know, about medicine because most of the time, I mean, that's why humans progressed the way that they did is because of modern medicine but then most of the time they're just in it for the bills you know yeah but, exactly yeah. But you don't ever see it like that because it's yeah. like mm -hmm. this is the people you're supposed to yeah. be trusted in but it, it was interesting to see that and then my other coworker chimed in because she was like i didn't have epidural with either of my kids and i didn't have postpartum depression so it all was like you know like relating to but it. then guys can get that too though right can't, can't I, guys get I know that guys too? can gain weight from the pregnancy, like, because you kind of, like... Well, yeah, you're emotionally supporting them and just, you know, whatever you're eating, she's eating. And I don't know yeah. about the epidural part. Like, Mondo was so against me getting it because he's like, you did it before. Like, you can do it. And I was like, I know I can do it. I just want to try it. Yeah. And then when I got it, I'm just like, I just want to take a nap. Like, yeah. I just want to take a nap. And everyone's like, let's, like, see Apollo. If I was to have another baby, I probably wouldn't have got it, get it again because mm -hmm. it's like... I know what my capacity is. I know how this felt versus this. And I was like, I know what I can do. And um, I don't know. Maybe my next baby will, like, confirm, like, the uh, postpartum depression and yeah, yeah. And so, so forth. So back to the, the question, though. You're saying that what motivates and fuels you the most is the the way that you respond to people doubting you. That's how we, hold, that's how we got into this whole tangent about, yeah, about babies. Yeah. And I hate to even say right. that because it's like, I'm supposed to not care about what people think, but I'm only human, right? So like, when people tell me like I can't do something or I'm like, or like talk behind my back, like, oh, she's not going to do that. Like, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. Then it's just like more like fuel to like my, yeah. you know, like no, my, yeah, my drive. Sure. But then it's like, I also want to live a life that I didn't live when I was a child. Like yeah. this, it all stems from that, right? Like mm -hmm. it all stems from just like wanting a better childhood for my for my kids, or wanting a better adult life from what my family had. You know, so I I try to like lead my family in a way where um, where it's it's successful, and um, and maybe sometimes we'll fail, but then it's like lessons learned along the way. Yeah, uh, we're we're me and Mondo are young married couple we bought our houses when we were young and you know so we're learning like the, it's not all it's yeah, all, it's, it's not all good you know yeah, it's not it's all not, perfect but it's yeah. just like we learn along the way and i'm super old school so i just i just go with the flow old and school and how like give me an example what do you mean by old school like old school like, like, you like listening to old school music or just like i mean that too like conventional I, family like you know yeah, exactly, when when, exactly. when your husband comes in you have dinner ready for him no, like no, no, that no. like that or what no 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 because because i know you're not like that that's why i asked you it's different because i i respect my dad so much and i think i get a lot of my traits from my dad and my dad's like super like well, I do this because my dad told me to do this. And that's where, like, I learn along mm -hmm. the way. Like, I buy, my, I buy my cars and I won't buy my car unless I'm with my dad because mm -hmm. I, that's my, my, mine and my dad's thing. But then I had to buy my new car without my dad. And my dad was like, damn, I'm like, I'm proud of you. Like, you did it on your own. Like, you, mm -hmm. you know, you did it, like, the way I would do it. And, and even, like, the dealer, the dealer was like, your dad's crazy. And I was like, I learned everything I know from that man. And that's why I'm getting the deal that exactly. I am. So it's just like... I think when I say old school, I think of my dad as old school, and so that's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, having dinner on the table for my husband when he comes home, that's not me whatsoever. Like, it's 2018. Like, I work just as hard as you do. Maybe yeah. not physically, uh -huh. but, like, 100%. mentally, I work just as hard as you do. Yeah. So, uh, we'll go 50-50 on everything. I was like, but in that terms, I'm just like, everything's 
everything's equal for me and you yeah. right now. Like, I'm not, I can't stay home and be a single, I mean, be a stay-at-home stay mom. mom. Yeah. Just because, like, my brain is always working. Like, what yeah. can I do next? What can I, what can I do here? Or even when I was on maternity leave, I was still working because yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't be that person that's, and then, and, and kudos to those who do, but I just can't be that person. Yeah. So old school in a sense, we're like, if my if my marriage ultimately like goes down a rocky road, I'm gonna do everything I could to yeah. to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I I've seen so many times where like there's so many inc- incidents where I've seen where I just I lost all hope in love. But it's just like in my mentality, it was like I will do anything in the world to fix it before anything happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I just want to challenge you a bit because I honestly I'm on page with you to where like I don't I don't have those conventional like household like upbringings to where you know I believe that I don't believe that you know your your wife should be at home you know cooking for you and, and taking care of the house but then I think there's plus or minuses like I always say this like you know like so if somebody breaks into the house are you going to be the one that's going to pick up that gun and confront that burglar you know I so, will. Oh, I will. yeah, yeah so, but that's okay though because that's you being a strong independent woman but sometimes for guys it's just shot to their ego and it's just shot to their masculinity especially for you too because you're fierce you know you um, you know at, at, at times you know you you have like a, a very very slick slick just personally you know it's just no, there's nothing against I have flaw I have flaws whatever no, I, you know yeah. it's just but at the end of the day I feel like there always has to be compromises you know it's just like because even with my girlfriend you know and it's like she comes from a household that had a stay-at-home mom so some of those like she picked up on all of that and it's like for some reason I feel bad because I feel like I'm taking advantage of that but at the end of the day like we're not at the end of the day but it's just like sometimes I want you to be like 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 not stand up for yourself but like you don't have to do all that be careful what you ask for because you will create a monster yeah I think that's what I have done like I came from a relationship of like, I wasn't dominant at all to where I was like, I kind of gained, you know, do, you know, dominance in a relationship, mm-hmm. but it's just like, but then you have to look at it, it as like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're Be going like, down that road. Because, <laughs> nah, it's fine because I knew that it was going to come up. Be, but, 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 it, but that's where it stems from is yeah. like, you go through something in life and you're like, I'll never do that again. And yeah. then it's like, you go into another relationship is like they knew your story they knew what yeah. you went through yeah. like they knew what they were signing up to yeah. so it's just like that's no. where but then in my family alone and whether it's my mexican my mexican or my filipino family all the women are primarily dominant yeah. And that's and, nothing wrong with that i know there, firsthand there's nothing, about that there's I nothing know. wrong with it but it's like my mom was never dominant with my dad. My dad used to, like, beat the shit out of my mom. Yeah. Like, we witnessed, like, my dad, like, beating the shit out of my mom. So there's there was never, dom, you know, like, a dominant trait in my mom ever. Like, mm-hmm. she was always a, a weak link in that sense. And, and you've seen that, and you were like, I never want to be like that, you know? For so. one, but then I seen the tables turn once we got clean, and my dad was like, you know what? Like, he calmed down more, and he was like, he let my mom take that dominance to where it was like, now my mom, so I grew up half and half. Like my, I see my dad have dominance and I see my mom have dominance. But when I see my mom have dominance, like okay, like you're doing like a lot now, you know. Yeah. Like I would never do that. But then when I'm, you know, with Mondo, I'm like, damn, like I'm acting like my mom right now. Like I need to yeah. take a step back. Well, but, that's the first step in like recognizing it because I hella feel you. Like for me, um, you know, as you as you know, you've uh, we, we've known each other and we've had uh, personal connections since we were 11 years old but like you know my previous relationship obviously was somebody very close to you and I felt that like I was so in love I was so like set this is what I envisioned in my life that I compromised a lot of my not like my masculinity or just like my my dominance or whatever but I just felt like this is what I want so it's all good and then when that didn't work out and I got into another relationship I felt like okay, I know all the mistakes that I made in my previous relationship, so I don't ever want to feel like I'm going back to that place again. So I have to make some changes, and changes that are natural to me, it's like natural to my instincts, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? and I, yeah. I've seen a quote, you know, the other day saying, like, don't ever try to, like, change the person that you're with 
or or expect the same in return, right? Yeah. So like you don't want to change for you know your significant other, but you don't want them to make you change, right? Yeah. But I think it is that like I think you do have to like make those changes to make it work because if you're the same person that you were going in the relationship, and he's the same person that he was going in the relationship, it's never gonna work. Yeah. You know, no, so it's 100%. like you have to make those changes, and you know you could accept the person for who they are. Like I'll always be a blunt person behind doors mm-hmm. and I will always expect you to be a man yeah. and tell that to whoever like you know in your in your world yeah. you know as I will do mine you yeah know? for sure so for sure. it's it's it be careful what you ask for because I created a monster nah 100%, I, lo- I love I love monster to death and, yeah. and he was the opposite of what I've always wanted mm-hmm. I mean he is the person that I've always wanted so like yeah. I always had opposite of him but you were always but then I, like, created naturally a attracted to the opposite of that you know because yeah. I, I honestly it just probably stems from your childhood because you're used to that chaos you know yeah. we're not used to that chaos but once you're in that chaos you think that's the norm because that's what you soaked in you know everybody's like a sponge you know you just you just soaking in all that stuff so like so I don't know like when it, it's so crazy because when we started this whole podcast venture I felt like for a while there and it's to, like right now like to this day like I talk to you more than I talk to Mondo obviously we have the group chat and the group chat is just you know we just throw random ideas out there you know topics articles or whatever and I feel yeah I feel like I talk to you more and I remember when you were talking to me you know you're confining me just like certain issues you know whatever and I sent you that quote and it's a quote that like so one day I was I was moving into like a new place and like I was cleaning up and you know I was listening to my po- my podcast and um, I'm not gonna tell you what specific specific one it was but I've always felt like there was a there was a change in me or not a change but there was like this like it was a scar something that happened so devastating to where it always left a mark and like still to this day I have this shield up and there was a person on this podcast that explained it perfectly and he called it the involuntary killing of the ego right so it's like pretty much when somebody betrays you because like somebody betrays uh, I'm sorry one second I'm sorry yeah somebody betrays you because like the same way that you have these inferences about the world is the same inferences you make about the people that you trust. So inferences is like, like no doubt, a hundred percent. Like you know, you have no doubt in that, and then you assume that these assumptions are true. But then when those assumptions are called into question, like when somebody betrays you, it something devastating happens. Like when you don't expect it, you know. So all, so your world just comes crashing down, and everything goes into question, you know. So you're like just depressed and you're lost at sea. And it's so crazy because like before, like when I was living out here, you know, I was you know very religious. I was I, I had I had a deep faith in God. And um, when all that stuff happened, it's just not everything that falls into place or everything that confronts me or that that I run into I always question it and it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because at first you know like you know Nate like we like we grew up like in the church we grew up going to bible studies and stuff and like once that happened to me that involuntary killing of the ego it was just like everything I questioned and nothing was a hundred percent and I've always held this I always had this guard up and I remember you were just explaining your scenario and I was just like you know what I think this is applies to you too because it's something psychological that happens that just burns inside you you know and it's just the way that it's just the way it's almost like a defense mechanism in a way right like yeah you know what I mean um, it's it's funny though because Although our situations were different, like when you had sent me that, it was like really rising, you know, like resonated with me. And I was just like, like, who, like, where did you get that from? Like, how, you know, like, how did I even, how did I, how didn't, how didn't I have come across that? But it's just, it's funny because the other day I tweeted, I was like, damn, like, you know, like, um, um, what is it called? Um, damn, I tweeted it and I said, um, anxiety is real. Yeah. Right. And uh-huh. I'm just like, and I had it always in my mind where it's like, someone had told me once, like, that's all in your head. Like, it's not real. And I'm like, so I kind of believed it. Right. Like, I'm fucking crazy. I, like, I'm I, insane. I hate that term all in your head, because it, what's all in your head is your brain working, firing all these emotions. So that's that's right. real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it and it and it's I don't know if it's genetic, but my whole family has it. And I know 
what it's like and i know you know like the the, the things that cured them not cured but like help them go along the way but it's like there's some people who really don't understand it and when you're going through it it's really really hard like like mono doesn't understand anxiety like yeah. you know he was just like i don't know what that is like oh, that's daniel the worst feeling daniel ever. has it you know daniel went to therapy for it and because mm-hmm. daniel went to therapy therapy for it i was there with him because he's a yeah. minor you know and it was just oh. it was so it was so fulfilling for me because I was like, although I'm not talking about my problems, I'm helping mm-hmm. like my kid talk about his problems, yeah. you know? And you could look at his fingernails and it's just like all the way down to like, you yeah. know, and it's like, why does he have anxiety, you know? And I think we forget a lot of the times that well, you, me and Mondo are young. Mondo and I are so, young So you, do you have anxiety? I have anxiety. That's yeah. why I'm so freaking like paranoid about everything yeah. and my dad was like you know what you just need to like smoke a little bit I was like no I don't want to smoke I don't want to you know do yeah. anything like I mm-hmm. and I think it's st- I mean it stems from like high school and stuff but it's just like I am so paranoid at failing yeah. that I try everything that I could to, to be successful mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean I succeed at some things but it's just like I'm so afraid to fail because I have all these people depending on me that I work just as hard you know just as much harder for yeah. it no definitely because like when I was younger, uh, I suffered traumatically from from anxiety, like super bad. And it was always something known because my dad had anxieties really bad. His dad had anxieties really bad. And it stopped for a while. And uh, the last anxiety attack I had was uh, I was with my girlfriend and I was very flustered at the time. And we got into an argument and I got so mad because I was driving in the city to where like I was just felt like out of control. I felt like all of this energy that was bottled up and it just bursted and and I went in and I kind of got embarrassed because she would always like you know my sisters would always make fun of me and, and like when like when, when my girlfriend's around and tell me about like my my episodes or whatever and she's never seen it firsthand but she got to experience the whole thing and it's just like I pulled over and I like we were in the middle of San Francisco I was just like I'm having an anxiety attack and I just walked I walked away because I was embarrassed of her seeing that you know and then I went into my episode and then like I always confide in my mom I'm a mama's boy I called my mom and I told her I'm having an anxiety attack you know and she just tries to talk me to it tries to calm me down and then once I was done with that episode and she's seen that you know now like I always try to I always want to understand things better like from a scientific notion because really at the end of the day it's just your brain it's just how your brain is functioning and pretty much what I came across was that your body and your brain are going through all of these emotions that are just through the roof and a way of them of mitig- a, a way of your body of mitigating all of that is to release this response that is an anxiety and that anxiety is supposed to relieve you from whatever you're feeling like when i have an anxiety attack you feel like you're going to die or somebody's trying to kill you you can't breathe you you're like that's why they say that like you feel like you're choking but you're not really choking that's why people grab the bag and they breathe into it to see actually the breath flow you know so yeah like i i 100 percent like feel that it's just something that you have to deal with so like you know daniel you know i fucking you know that's you your first burn for us born i always have like like favorites i, I know i'm I, I keep it real too like with my sister i always tell like with my family like rihanna my niece that's my favorite that's like my fucking daughter right there but you just like, gravitate more towards yeah too. like, like so I with like that too. that's funny that you said because because with, with daniel like daniel is one of those like favorites you know like every time i see daniel even though we're not particularly close I wish we were, you know, but I always look at him and I feel that love. I, I just feel like that warm love for him. Yeah. You know, and when you I, see when people look at Apollo too, like they think of that, they think of that of him and not Daniel. Like Daniel has enough love. Like let me live on Apollo. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's just I think you gravitate more. Like I have like some of my cousins who I like, I mean to, and that that just means I love you more. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so yeah. Hundred percent. You just have that. percent. Yeah. And then, but then also too, it also goes the other way because like for like Daniel he can get away with murder just because I have like that sincere like just I have this bond with him or just not necessarily a bond because you know I live so far away and I only come around every so like randomly but it's honestly it's something that I have to work with too especially the position I'm in you know I have a really good job and you know I'm a single as fuck well not so well you know I have a girlfriend but you know I'm not married I don't have kids I always think about like damn like you really need to 
to share your wealth, but like not like wealth in like money buying stuff, but then experiences because at the yeah. end of the day, that's what it is. You can give a kid a gift or money, but then it's just it's just money at the end of the day. It's the experiences that really reside into him and so like and soak into him. Like some of my fondest memories of like just going on random trips and like having a good time and laughing and actually bonding. You know, it's yeah. not like the gifts that you receive or the money that you grab. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I I know this is like we're totally off topic, but like. When in my childhood, I my parents, you know, weren't there physically, mentally, emotionally, but I had that aunt that did take us in and did like do stuff with us. So like my fondest memories as kids, like going to Disney, like going to Universal Studio, going to you know like all that fun shit that kids are supposed to do. My aunt did that with me. Yeah. You know, my Ooh. auntie Amy, Gabe's mom, yeah. and so like Gabe, you know, like Gabe grew up like as a brother to me. Like yeah. they took us, me and my sister, away from all that toxic like energy, mm-hmm. and and saved us like yeah. i'm super thankful for that like, i tell i text them all the time i'm like thank you forever you know like whenever yeah, the time 100%. that you took us away so yeah. i think like that with my like little cousins my little nieces and nephews like if i know like you know like my aunts or uncles are struggling to like buy them like school clothes guess what like i have the money i'll go fucking buy them school yeah. clothes because yeah. someone did that for me when i was younger and i would like reciprocate like if i was having a hard time like my you know like my family would do that for daniel or yeah And that's why like and that's like the one thing, too, that I really miss uh, miss about Pittsburgh. You know, it's just like I got away from Pittsburgh just because I felt like not there was like more to life. But the one thing that I do miss and like I do, I get lonely as fuck when I'm out there in the city. Like I really do. And I always think about like out here. There's not there's there's really nothing that you can do, but we'll, the one thing that we do have out here is family, and that's like priceless, you know. So, it's the time and it's the moments that you make with that family to where like that's like the most like like priceless thing to me. Like out there in the city, yeah, I can go to like you know my coffee shop or I can ride my bike and you know oh yeah I live in San Francisco, trendy as fuck. But then at the end of the day, I I, I miss it out here just because you know like I know. Down the street, I have a cousin. Down the street, I have a girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about? Well, and I think that's interesting, too, because, like, I think I fall under this, the statistic of, like, oh, that person, like, had babies, you know, like, bought a house and stayed and they settled, right? And and that take a, that takes offense to me. Like, someone has said that to me before. Like, you know, I don't want to, like, be, you know, 30 years old, have a baby, have a house, and stay in Pittsburgh. Like, I'm like, damn, like, that. you just described me. Like, that's yeah. me. So I think that's where this comes into place of like, you know, like the podcasting and just like having a voice or just like even sharing a quote like on Instagram because I feel like there is a stereotype of like, yeah, you settle and you bought a house and you know, like all that's good. And maybe to some people that's not valuable, but to you it is. But then you can still in your own way be a voice to like, it's okay to be this young parent, this you yeah, know, this young yeah, wife, 100%. but still have because you're like, doing it right at the end of the day. Right, like right. I mean, there's like these little things where you're like, okay, I'm gonna try to share, you know, like sell these little like makeup things, but, but it's like I don't want to do that, you know. Like I just want to be be like a normal ass person who's able to because you never had that because I never have it. Yeah, I've always yeah. been the only one, right? And I've always been the only one who like went to college or who graduated and stuff. And I get backlash for that, which is surprising because you should be proud of me that yeah. I did that. But yeah. I always get backlash like, oh, like she thinks she's good because she went to college, and that like hurt me so yeah. bad. Like you know, like I was like, I never ever put that in front of everyone that like here's my degree, like you know, because I barely made it through college. Mm-hmm. Like I had a baby through mm-hmm. college. Like how. You know, so it hurts me when people say that, like, you know, like, she thinks she's better than everyone. And it is me because, and I'll get to this a little bit later about the petty, like, you know, like, statistic that I think Rico shared. But it's it's funny to me because I don't brag about my degree, but I am super proud of it because I am the only one and I did a lot to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's like, work. how do it's, I, it's how do I be proud of yeah. it, but then, like, make it not seem like I'm, like, boasting in front of people and I think that's crazy, that's, you know? That's it's, hella funny, yeah. It's, because, and I was like, can I, and I always put it on, I was like, that's your insecurity, not mine. Yeah. Like, I don't ever, like, I don't post every day, like, I got a degree, I got a degree, I got yeah. a degree. Because honestly, like, it took me a long time to get in a job where, like, my degree is useful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, that's your insecurity, not mine. Yeah. So it's like, no, it's I, crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy because I'm really proud of it and I want my kids to be proud of it one day. Oh, 100%. And I want, you know, because you're setting the bar for them. Okay, look yeah. what I did. Now you yeah. better reach up higher than that. Yeah. Well, the way yeah. you talk about your mom, like I would I would hope, you know, the way you talk about your mom, the way the mom talks about him, like I would hope that one day like that my boys talk about me that yeah. way. But not in a way where like I was like boastful or like, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I was bragging about it. Like I want to be 
them to be proud of me. For, yeah, you know, and they're gonna be a hundred percent. But like, I, I definitely feel that about like boasting, or whatever, because sometimes I feel that um, I'm doing that, and I don't want to rub like my accomplishments in people's faces. I'm not doing that. If if you feel that way, then you're getting the wrong message. What I'm trying to do is inspire you to see a dumb motherfucker like myself went through A and P school two years, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then could go into a field that's like straight cutthroat you know and actually like to like I, like sometimes like nay like like when i was at work i'm just sitting under this airplane and i'm like fuck like i can't believe i did this shit you know right and, like and, it, and it's not that i'm trying to be like i'm trying to brag or trying to be like oh i'm better than you it's not that it's just like look at me like i did this shit you could do this too you were no different than each other it's just getting over that resistance you know that's what that's what that book was talking about you know the art of war you know there's this resistance that just it's either going to overcome or you're going to conquer that motherfucker you know so at the end of the day i sometimes i think about that you know what like nah fuck that you don't realize what I went through to get to this point so if you feel that way exactly what you said it's, it's your, your own self fucking insecurity yeah. uh, you know so kiss ass. my ass I was just yeah. like, when you feel that way like are you supposed to take it back on yourself or are you supposed to be like hey guess what like you didn't continue it that's on you like yeah. that had nothing yeah. to do with yeah. me and that's the mentality that I've gained doing it um, because there'll be times where people are like well I didn't go to college like you know I don't know how to do that I was like you don't learn that from college like I learned all my life skills from college mm -hmm. like I'm I, I could tell you, like, now, like, I've learned more on programs than I've ever had in my job than I have in college. Yeah. But my college has taught me, like, my life skills that I didn't even learn in yeah. life, like, professionally and, yeah. you know, and also you carry yourself a I different mean, it way, too. it costs me a lot, yeah. you know, but I'm just, like, yeah. like, that's not me to, you know, like, that's not my fault for yeah. you. Know, Honestly, though, man, it's just, like, I feel, because me and Rico were talking about this. Like, yeah, I went to a technical school. I landed a good job, but especially where I'm at now. I didn't think about this before, but where I'm at now, especially like when I have like these, to say like, I don't know, these intellectual conversations with people, I feel like there's a bit of insecurity on my side because I don't have that four year degree. And you know, and, and me and Rico were talking about this, but you know, and, and sometimes I feel like, you know what, like I could do this shit. So like, like I mean, we mean, that's what we were talking about. Like, we want to go back to school to try to pursue something because, you know, like, yeah, I fucking love my job. I get to travel, but I don't want to be 50 years old and doing what I'm doing. I want to be able to, like, I, I, one of my one of my passions, passions is learning things and mm -hmm. telling people about what I learned. So what what is that? That's fucking being a teacher. You know, I would love to do that, but you need to go to college to do that. So, but all those experiences and stuff that you went through in, in, in college, it, it makes you a better person because it sounds kind of brash and rude and people don't really think about it, but a big way of how people perceive you and take you in is your communication, you know? And in college, that's you learn how to communicate because you're always fucking reading, you're always writing something, you have homework, you have to do presentations, and that just makes you a better person, yeah. you know? You know what I'm talking about? But you about? learn so much along the way, too, like... I didn't take a speech class like, you know, you have to make a speech in front of your whole class. I took an interpersonal communication class, which I think helped me a lot because for someone who, I mean, I don't hold a lot of things in, but it was just a, a class where you, like, you literally sat around, um, like, you made 20 people and you, you were asked a question. Mm -hmm. And personally, like, you bring your personal experience, you bring your professional experience, you bring your, like, school experience into it, and you answer the question. And, it, I, and I thought that was more beneficial for me to learn how to make a speech because I'm not scared to speak in front yeah, of people. Me neither, yeah. I won't be the first to like, hey, like, let me go yeah. first, but I'm not scared to talk about anyone. Like, I made a speech like at funerals and things like that. I'm not scared to talk in front of people and I'm not scared of the way it will come out. I'm always scared of having intellectual conversation, yeah. which is funny because like you say that you're scared because you don't have a four-year degree but i don't think you need a four-year degree yeah, to uh -huh. to do that yeah and yesterday when i was in my meeting and i was like stuttering and stuff and i'm like damn like my brain is working faster than my mouth yeah. is and it's all mm -hmm. coming out at the same time yeah. and i sound like i'm like dumb as fuck right now but then like you redeem yourself in other ways mm -hmm. and that's how i redeem myself in other ways yeah. and in, in my performance or my you know whatever mm -hmm. i'm doing and so i don't think of it like to be honest like I'm truly like honored that you guys asked me and maybe it wasn't you know like that you guys truly believed in like my story or whatever or maybe it was the logo or whatever you know like I I'm honored because I was just like like Tomando was like hey like they asked me to be a part of like their podcast and it was laughable at first I'm like damn like I can't do that I don't know you know what the hell I'm doing mm -hmm. but then it's just like 
No, like I think this hey, is we're really doing it right now. Shit, I know, man. but I think it's like more of like I don't know, because I was like scared. Like you guys were like sending articles. I'm like, damn, like, I know nothing about that shit. You yeah. know, like, but it got me like on the computer and it got yeah. me like searching and yeah. it got me like, damn, like I learned that. And then yeah. I'll go to Mon. I'm like, hey, I, le- I learned this thing today on this pod. And he was like, where on your podcast? You know, I'm like, yeah, like yeah. you know, kind of embarrassed, but like, and I try not to boast too, like you know, mm. like oh, I learned this on a podcast because yeah. I feel like that is a way to tell people like like you're better than them yeah, you don't want to like. be condescending yeah know? like yeah, you know yeah. like a newborn christian kind of like, like yeah. oh like in the bible you know like but but then again it's just like miguel had told me he's like but it's okay to be like that because then you're opening up a platform for them to like learn things yeah, too. yeah 100 percent. and so 100 yeah and i thought and i thought that of you at first too and i'm like this motherfucker thinks he knows like hella shit you know and i'm just like so it's crazy because like you turn it into something that's beneficial for yourself yeah because i thought it's like how does miguel like know this stuff how does like birdie know all this shit but it's just like i have this time that i go to work and i come back yeah like I'm wasting my time, yeah. you know? Like, that's two hours yeah. of my life, three hours of my yeah. life that I'm wasting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not, like, learn something? Yeah, so. that's... So, um, one of my biggest influ- like, my biggest influences in, in life um, is, of course, Anthony Bourdain. And um, he had a tattoo on his arm. And what it standard for, it, it was... It's called uh, Epoch or Epache, depending on how you pronounce it. And it's... Um, it's... it's, it's, it's it was kind of explained by Homer. It was Heronian uh, skepticism, and what. It, and, and it's funny that you said that too, because sometimes I have conversations with people, like close people too, and like I'm not trying to sound like I'm oh, I'm I'm above you because I know all of this, but it's just like no, this is something that I learned. I want to share it with you. And the whole notion of e, uh, epoch or epoche is, it's the more that you learn, you realize how much you don't know about life. And that's and that should propel you to try to learn things, you know. So when people when people like I, I get this shit like to close people, you know, like but like you know like and they make me feel like not stupid, but it's just like damn, like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to spill this information on you. This is something that fascinated me, and I just want to right, share yeah. the information because maybe it might be fascinating to you too, yeah. you know. And it's crazy because depending on who I'm with, whatever circles I'm in. I tend to clam up because I don't want to be I don't want to be that person that's going to give somebody an ear beating or like oh this motherfucking know it all person but it's like no you're right. taking me the wrong way you're taking me the wrong way you know and and that brings me to like that petty um article because i took that i'm like damn like i'm so petty right like um and the, it, one that, that the one that rico sent, sent yeah. and it was about like oh, they did a study on venmo like how many people paid to the dollar and how many people like uh, rounded up right and the people who uh, went to the dollar like had less friends than those who rounded and i think that i'm always like and this is like a fault of me like and i know this like it's my weakness but i always have to correct people and i think that's where like my the stigma of me being like a misnomer i don't know everything i'll tell you you know like i don't know everything mm-hmm. but if i know that something's right I will sit there and I'll be like, no, this is right. And I'll prove yeah. it to you why it's right. Yeah. And I won't stop until like yeah. you understand why it's right. Mm-hmm. So then I was just like, damn, like, I'm hella petty. Like after reading that. But it's like, there's sometimes where you have to let people like just believe what they believe in. And then mm-hmm. it takes time. And that's what maybe you did to me or Miguel did to me. And I'm just like, okay, like, you know, yeah. like I'm learning like these different random things like today i googled like the animal you know in captivity and like i would never have done that so it's just like sometimes you have to let those people think what they think and then like let it resonate in themselves like oh maybe they were right maybe that that there is something that they're getting to or whatever and i think that's what the podcast has done for me it's just like i feel like i was in a place where i was like stuck right like Mm -hmm. people's thoughts were getting to me like am i settling like am i Mm -hmm. that person that just gets married and buys a house and has kids and that's it like like there has to be more of me that that is that is to come right yeah and so i think that just by me listening to podcasts like i've started like i'm not gonna like i've started listening to the breakfast club Mm-hmm. Right, I was yeah, like, okay, if I'm gonna fine. listen to a podcast, I'm gonna listen to something I like to listen to. Yeah, that's entertaining. Yeah. But then you introduced me to the um, the tribe of mentors, and that it has introduced me to like so many different. Yeah, topics. it's just like a whole nother world, and and it's man. like crazy how many how many people like knew this book and I just didn't know existed because someone had went up to me recently and was like, hey, like, 
have you read like the tribe of mentors and i'm like yeah like i have it and he was like i thought of you the first thing the first time i read it and i'm like you thought of me like why out of all people he's like because every time i talk about you you're always talking about like you wanting to do more you wanting to do something else yeah and it's not because i'm I'm happy with my job because hey like you have to make we're human we have to make money we have to pay our bills a certain way and not that i'm i'm not unhappy with my job whatsoever It's, it's stressful it is but it's like I it always resonates in my mind that um, that meme that's like you work a nine to five to fulfill someone else's dream. Mm. What are you doing when you get home? Yes. And that's me. Like mm-hmm. when I get home, I'm straight to my computer and I'm doing graphics. Yeah. You know, like if it's if that's my everyday life, you know, like I not for the money, not for anything else, but it's just like what I love to do. And if I make money along the way, then great. Because a lot yeah. of times I do stuff pro bono, like I do stuff for free, yeah. you know, and people pay a lot of money for that service. But it's like, I I had a meeting with this other marketing person because I'm in, I'm a marketing coordinator, training to be a marketing director for a landscape architect firm, and so I met with this marketing person uh, from another architect firm, and she told me like, what are you doing when no one's looking? And that like resonated with me. I'm like, damn, like, I sit in a in a room with five other people, and we're we can all see each other's computer, right? So mm-hmm. I'm always thinking like I gotta be on my game on my computer because they could be looking at it whenever. Yeah, but what am watching. I doing when no one's in the room? Yeah. You know, I'm still like doing what I'm doing. So it's like it resonated with me because it's like I can't stop what I believe in, and if my passion is graphics, whether that be um, graphic design or or if my passion is in design whether it be graphics or whether it be architecture would be landscape whatever it be like whatever i'm looking at and i'm like figuring out like how they designed it like i have to like continue to do it even if no one's watching me yeah oh yeah for sure so yeah. because it's it's yeah it's like that it's that that cliche that everybody uses like in sports like oh like the person the last person to leave the gym is going to be like the best one and then it's just like but it's crazy because i remember in high school uh senior year we had that graphic design class were together. you in that miss redkins class? yeah miss redkins <laughs> class and i remember with I was Yana, like, with Gianna. yeah i yeah. was like damn like danae is dope as fuck like you and excelled like naturally it's like so naturally and it's like maybe like like your compulsiveness and your attention to detail but i hell remember that and it's so dope that so it, it these are the people that I admire. This is why I admire my girlfriend so much is because she has a passion and what she is doing and, and her passion is actually cooking and that's what she's doing professionally, you know? Like the same for you, the same for Albert. Like I, I see you and I'm like, damn, like she's doing the damn thing. Like when you have a task at hand and you have to design whatever you're designing, the time probably goes super fast for you, right? Because you, you like enjoy it. it. You, enjoy you know, it, yeah. yeah, you enjoy it. And yeah, some of my classes in, in college were hard for me because I just they had no interest yeah. in it. And then once I got into the advertising part of my degree, because I got it in marketing, corporate marketing, because I was like, okay, I could always fall back on that, right? Like any corporate you could work for. And then I was like, okay, let me do a minor in um, in advertising. Right. And advertising, come. there's all kinds of factors that, you know, like relate to it. But it was just like one time we had to design an app. We had to design an app. We had to design um, uh, a logo. We had to design everything that, you know, like ad- advertising wise. And that was my favorite class. Yeah. And I don't know why. And probably stems from like MySpace because all that, you know, oh, like yeah. I was super into just, MySpace. You could I mean, do your layout. Your I page, would design your... everyone's. You probably but designed then, mine. But then it's so <laughs> crazy, though, because like even when I made the logo for the podcast, Posse, like I was, just, I had it for a long time, yeah. and I was just like, I'm hella scared to show them because I was like, these are, I was like, these are gonna be like my worst critics right now. And Mondo's actually my worst critic. Like yeah. he'll tell me like, no, like I don't like that. That's what like, I like you know? about Mondo. He's yeah. blunt. He, he's very. And so he's, he's like my worst critic, and he like motivates me like, well, it could be more, you know, like or I like this one better, and I like his eye because he is like, he likes certain things, and there's, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I think he would like excel really well, and like. You know, like a design. Fashion. Yeah, so right? I always try to per- I'm not persuade gonna lie, him like, into it. Yeah, he and would so- be like my blueprint into like how to dress. Like, or yeah. like, it's so crazy because you were fucking guys, but just like, we don't do this anymore. But like, I remember back in the day, but when it- I would go somewhere and I'll take a picture and I'm like, hey, bro, what do you think about this? And he's like, ah, oh, you might want to change those shoes, you know, get a different contrast or a different color just yeah. to know. And, yeah. But you know what? He like hella reminds me of like Kanye West. I don't know if that's a good or bad connotation. Fuck, that's fucking great. But Kanye I, West is but you to know me. What, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you ask him what his passion was, I bet you like 
design or fashion would be one of you them. Got into that. And and I always like try to like help it like you know like inspire him to do so. But that like I was doing like a shirt design for like a football player, right? And so I was just like, what do you think of this? Like you learn to like sports, you're into football, whatever. Like is this something like you would wear if you were a fan? He was like, that's fucking dope. And I was like, oh my god, like I want, you know, like I finally like succeeded in something. Yeah, like I got his approval. Yeah, (laughs) because like he doesn't like a lot of my stuff because we have very different. I'm more like plain Jane, like I'm more like black or white, and you know where he was more like creative with his stuff. Yeah, and I'm more like, I'm super like I'll throw on a sweatshirt and some jeans, and that's good to me. That's dope. We gotta we gotta bring that that idea up to him because I have it's 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 I'm still trying because I think he will be really really I think that's that's funny because me and my girl we were talking when we went to um, L A a few days ago that that topic got brought up. I was telling him I was just like yeah like. I was telling her, I was just like, I remember when we would work together and we would get paid and we would go shopping and I, and Mondo would always pick out my shit and he just has a knack and an eye for fashion. Yeah. Even when he wore at Albert's birthday party, I was like, that's fucking ugly. And he's like, I'll pull it off. I'll pull it off. And, and he like, did. Everybody he was did. talking about like, that's damn, I was just bro, like, you're damn, killing like, me right now. Ugly. Yeah. I would never wear that, but... Yeah. But that's, it's just funny because, like, you have your critics and everything, and then when you get that gratification of, like, damn, that's dope, like, you mm-hmm. know, like, I was like, oh, they fucking like it. And, I, and yeah. he's like, which one did they like? And then I was like, the one you liked. And he's like, I told you. And I was like, okay. That's fucking so. that. That's fucking dope. That's dope. And it's just gratif- gratification in general. Like, you can get all the compliments in the world, and they feel good, but the compliments that matter are the ones that, you really busted your ass in like when you were doing all of the hard work when nobody was watching you were the one that were putting out all the hours in and then once you succeed and you're, and you're doing that like for example like for me like every person that i come across that's close to me it it's like the best feeling in the world to be like damn bro like i'm fucking proud of you like you're doing the damn thing you know and, and i always tell them i'm like nah bro like it's i did this for us like that's why i always like tell like my friends like I'm like, you want to travel? You want to hop on a flight? Let me know. First come, first serve. Because I didn't do this just for me. I wanted to be able to do something that I could help others. Like for Jasmine, for instance. Jasmine had a quick flight to D.C. And I was just like, I got you. She was like, are you sure? I was like, no, I got you. Like, this is the reason why I busted my ass. Just so you could have the opportunity to travel, you know. And it's it's fucking dope. Oh, let me know for sure. Nah, I'm, nah, I'm telling no. you. I, I told everybody. I'm like, first come, first serve. If you want to go somewhere, I'm gonna put you on a flight that has room. You're not gonna be fucking standing in that airport for fucking 24 hours. I'm gonna make no. sure that you're gonna get on. No, but you know? I, I appreciate that. Like you do that for others too, because in that sense, I do it for like my boys. You know, yeah, like yeah. I do everything so they can have like you know, like Daniel's what eight years old. When I was eight year old, I was wearing like people like hand me down hand me down clothes yeah. and this kid's like spoil that shit and maybe I'm creating a monster but I'm just like that's funny because you know? I wanted to go to that topic I, I, I remember thinking of it like do you think that there is ways because I can't speak on it because I'm not a parent I don't know if I'd ever be a parent but the life that you laid out for your kids is pretty much smooth sailing you know you set the bar for what the expectations are but do you think there's a way of coming up with like artificial boundaries and resistance for them to get over this time to, to be more resilient not everything's going to be smooth sailing motherfucker you're going to have no, to work for it that's like, so funny because because he suffers from anxiety so much i have this like parenting and maybe it's not the right way i'm not perfect but nobody is. i kind of like scare him into things Right. Mm-hmm. So like we were, for example, we were walking in Walnut Creek and I told Daniel, like, always walk on the inside of the sidewalk. And I was like, because a car could be driving and yeah. they could run you over. So yeah. now he always thinks of that. He, and so Mondo was like, why did you scare him? Because like, he'll always remember that and he'll exactly. always do that. And so he always puts that in his mind. I was like, unless you have a girlfriend with you or your wife or whatever, you stand on the outside, you know, to protect her. And so when I'm walking with him, he'll stand on the side of me on the outside like mm. protecting me Aww, but so he'll that's... like he'll be like looking though like oh shit like is there a car yeah. coming like you know am i gonna die first and then my mom's gonna like be alive but i i instill the realities of the world in him mm-hmm. like if we see like a homeless person i'm like look daniel like he's asking for money like you know like if you don't go to school if you don't get good grades if you don't work hard you're gonna be like you know that's yeah. gonna be you yeah or he'll ask questions or he'll see stuff like why are all these tents when we went to albert's dinner he's like why are all these tents on the side of the road or you know on the side 
And I was like, because those, those are people's houses. Like, that's where they live because they weren't, you know, they didn't do what they wanted to do. They didn't work hard. Mm-hmm. And so he thinks like that. So there was a, there was one instance where it was him and his, a baseball player and his base, his teammate. And we went out to lunch. And I asked him, I was like, where do you guys want to be when you grow up? And Daniel was like, I want to play for the San Francisco Giants. And then I was like, and I was like, okay, good. You know, he wants to be a baseball player. And I asked the other kid, and I was like, what do you want to be? He's like, I don't know. And then Dan was like, how are you going to pay your bills? You know, like that was his mentality. And I'm like, damn, like I can't even that's be mad good. at you for thinking like that yeah. because that's true. Like you realize that you have to have a job in order to pay your bills mm-hmm. while this other kid is like, I don't know, I'll just make it happen. Yeah. Right. And maybe yeah. that's the way he grew up. Or maybe that's the way he sees things. But Daniel like knows like I have to pay bills when I grow up. So I need to do this. Yeah. And Daniel has it in his mentality that like if you have a two story house, and if you have a pool in your backyard, then you've made it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, that's not always the case. Like, you know, like there's people who don't have pools who've made it. And he was like, well, I, when I get a house, I'm going to have a pool and I'm going to have two stories. And, you know, like I'll make it. That's, and I was like, yeah, okay. that's fucking great. So I know that in him, he has that motivation and he has that. He may be struggling in some subjects and stuff like that, but he's only in third grade. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I have to maybe worry about it when he's in high school. But he is such a great athlete that I can't even be mad. Yeah. So I'll let him play. 100%. I'll let him play his PlayStation, yeah. you know, a couple of days a week because he's always at practice. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know what, like, the one thing that scares me so much, and it, it's me being cynical and selfish as fuck, but the one thing that scares me a lot of, like, having children is that, because I know just the way that I was raised, once you have a kid, it's not about you. It's about that kid. And... I feel like since I'm having so much of a late start in my life, there's so much that I want to do. And if I have that kid, I'm going to be like, oh, no, like I didn't do what I wanted to do. So I'm going to have this resentment. Like, do you ever feel that way? And it, But it's funny that you say that because I, I want to change that. Like, I want to change how people think, like, I had a baby, so I can't do this no more. Right. So like I have to, I'm two kids in and eight years, you know, like down the road and I want to travel still, Mm -hmm. you know, like and next year when I hit, well, not next year, the year after that, when I hit my thirties, I want to take a month off and just travel myself. And if people want to meet me, you know, wherever I go, like, that's fine. I was like, but mentally, I just want mentally, I just want to go and like the retreat that I was telling you about, like, I just want to do me like, you know, like. Be selfish for once, and that's okay to be selfish because yeah. you, you 100% of the time, you're doing for your kids. So for me, like, I want to do do a month whole of traveling just for myself. Yeah. And that's where, like, so I'll find... So by yourself. No, by no myself, husband, just you. No husband or nothing. And, yeah. and sometimes it's okay. Like, sometimes I want to take my dad, like, next year I want to take my dad to Italy. And mm-hmm. that, I, I want to just take my dad. Yeah. You know, but my dad always thinks of others, like, no, we have to take your mom. And that's fine. Like, you know, like, yeah. we'll go. But, like, I want to travel... And do stuff to where it's like, it's okay that you're married, that you have kids. You can still do things. Mm -hmm. And you're not a statistic. You're not like, you know, you're not settling for what. Sometimes it may hurt people's feelings, but it's just like, I have to do this for me. Like, this is me time. And sometimes even when you go to the gym, you feel bad. Like, damn, I'm like going to leave for two hours and who's going to watch the kids or whatever. But it's just like, that's sacrifices you have to make for yourself, for your own sanity. Or Mm -hmm. then you do have your postpartum depression. Yeah. You have that. Yeah, that's funny too. Because like for me and you... Like, for me, I really can't complain. I, my parents were always there for me. They were hardworking. But one thing that really, really resonates in me that it affected me in my life is that the relationship that I had with my dad was not terrible because he was always there, but there was a communication barrier. I remember when I was young and... I would try to get my dad's attention. I would talk and he would just ignore me and ignore me and ignore me. And then also too, when he would react, like when he would try to respond to me, it was always when I did something wrong or just I was, I was fucking up or just whatever. So it was just like a brash reaction. He would yell at me. He was this and that. So that's what like I took in. It wasn't like, the, like oh, come here, sit down, son. Let's talk about this and that. I never had that. And I'm afraid... And until this day, like when I was talking, when I was telling you about like when I feel uncomfortable around people or when I feel like that people are judging me, I tend to close out. I tend to close out. Like remember I was saying, like for me, for you, Rico, I, I could 
I'm a chatty Cathy. I can talk mm-hmm. all day. But when I feel like somebody is having thoughts about me in a negative way, then I shut down. Like I really clam up, and like that's like or just when I'm not when I'm when I'm not confident about something, and that stems from my dad ignoring me, from my dad not having those sit down talks with me, when not building a personal relationship. He was there, but he was not there, and I'm afraid that because and and I, and I noticed it. That's how his dad was. That's how his dad was with him. So you know, it's like a trend, and I don't want to have that trend you know like if I ever like you know I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen if I ever do have a kid I'm afraid of that trend continuing I'm afraid of like okay as much as I'm gonna try to uh, not do that it's gonna happen anyway because I mean look at the generations throughout the years you know like so but then you break it you know like that's your chance to break it like I was spanked as a kid I Mm -hmm. I will never hit my kids you know I mean like we'll do little things here and there but like you know as as you grow like what who have you become and who you do not do not want to be and there's traits in people where you're like i don't want to be like that or i do want to be like that and i've learned that along the way as well mm-hmm. and um and you know what's best for your kids that's yeah. why i tell everyone because it's like you know what you went through you know what you want for your kids ultimately and so it's, it's all on you like you're the parent you know best that's why i was like people who try to tell me how to be a parent and they're not even a parent yet like bye like yeah, see me that. in a couple like, of yeah, years you after you shit. dealt with a two-year-old yeah, because i was you. like i was like i you know like people were like calm your kid down i'm like you calm him down like yeah. please like tell me how to calm him down because i don't know how to calm him down yeah and uh, apollo has tested me and and honestly we were gonna try to have a baby this summer mm-hmm. and um and not that i'm saying i i didn't want to have a baby because like the podcast but the, the podcast had like brought in so much inspiration to me to where it's like I want to do this like i want yeah, to do it i'm super yeah, like you know like yeah. like motivated to do it that's why mm-hmm. like when we kind of like stopped talking about it i'm just like what's going on you know yeah, like i was like, I was like you remember when we were at albert's party like i was sour about it i was just like nope we're not gonna when do this i shit. got when on our way you're home not. i told mondo and i was like i'm super disappointed like i spent a lot of time working on the not even the logo but just like even the the structure of it like how much time like people put thought into it and mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. it's nothing like yeah. you know like it's and it and it's just that one time it's just like going to the gym like it, you have to get there to do it right yeah. it's just that getting there to yeah. do it and there are some barriers but i think i mean i think it's gonna be crazy yeah. like i think it's gonna be like between the four of us like i've already have gained so much people who have followed me just because just for posting like quotes off of the mm-hmm. the book yeah for sure for because sure. it's like it's spreading positivity and that was one of my like guilty pre- pleasures was like i'm a fiend for like social media yeah. you know and it's just like before it was just be like okay open instagram open snapchat open this open that and there'll be times where like i'm looking at stuff because i know people are out and like who's there who's with them what mm-hmm. are they doing you yeah. know like who's taking pictures with who and that's so to- toxic for my life you know like being home being like why how come they didn't invite me how come they didn't do this so it's just like i don't do that no more yeah. like i don't even go on to see what other people is doing yeah i go on mainly to post things and if someone takes it from me you know like then there's like a, there's so it, much gratitude then there's though, so right? much don't you feel like that like, that itself and i'm so yeah. thankful that like like instagram and snapchat has changed to where like it shows like they don't show it in a in a chronological way right mm-hmm. they show it like most likes or whatever and so that resonates more with me because I'm like, I'm looking at more positive things now because the most the more yeah. positive things are more liked, yeah. right? So it's becoming more like on the top of my mm-hmm. feed. But if I could just like post something once a day and someone just responds to me like, yes, like, you know, like, yeah. thank you, I needed that. And that's like enough for me. Yeah, because that's what, yeah, that's what. So like, um, before, by my previous job, it was my last day. And I, I would always remember this to this day. And, um, there was a guy that I worked with. He was an older dude. He was an older black dude. He was 40 years old, and he was from East Oakland. Uh, very urban dude, but just super respectful and really hardworking. And um, I remember I left. I said I told him, I said my goodbyes, you know, and I walked outside. And then he followed me, and he was just like, hey, man, I just wanted to just, I wanted to have like a one-on-one moment with you because you motivated and inspired me to do things that I never wanted to do. Like, I would notice that during break, everybody would be shooting shit, but you'd be on the corner reading your book. And he was like, I started reading because of you, like, you know? And he was just like, now I see that I want to get shit done and I want to be able to to live out my dream, even though it's like, not a dream, but just goals. Whatever goals you put in front of you, you want to be able to conquer that. And then when he told me that, like, I legit got 
like emotional. I was just like, damn, like this is like this is what I'm trying to do. Like yeah. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to have a whole bunch of money. But I, what I do want to do is I want to influence people because when you influence people, you ultimately make them better. You know, like just make them better at whatever. You know, yeah. and that's what I want to do. You know, that's what I that's why I wanted to do this podcast. And like to like right now, like like for me, this is therapeutic because I have all this stuff bottled in and. Most of the time I'm by myself, you know, me and my girlfriend have opposite schedules, so I'm by myself most of the time where I'm at work, and I think this is the best way to project your ideas out. To me, Okay, they might not soak in what we're at, an a, a hour and 14 minutes, but there might be a conversation that might spark the interest and that, that, that spark might light a flame underneath their ass to where like, you know what, fuck this shit, like, let me go out and try to do something. You know, yeah. and that's where I, that for me, that's the most gratifying thing. Just like you, I, I've noticed that you know you've been. I always read your shit, and I I love it. It's just like yeah, like fuck yeah, like me and they are on the same shit. Like yeah, but know? it's just like how many other people out there that you don't even know of that are earning for that too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what like I was earning for that, for earning for that from someone from somewhere. You know, maybe came from you know you, and so. But you know, it's funny because my coworker she. She's into like the Tim Tim Ferriss, like the um, what is that? The, the conference. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony uh, Robbins. Tony Robbins. And so I I love the way that she thinks in that sense. And so she shared, um, "You're a badass. Mm-hmm. You're a badass." Um, I think it was just "You're a badass." Yeah. So that was the first book I actually read in a, in a long time when I first started reading, and it was just super like. I like the motivational that like gets me going like mm-hmm. um, even if it's like spiritual or if it, even if it's like just like a freaking like calendar that just has it so I bought you're a badass um, so stop self-doubting yourself and blah 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 mm-hmm. so I bought a calendar and it was like every day like I was like could not wait to like look um, look at the next day and um, and to this day like on my on my computer I have just like tons of them all across my computer just like reminding me just like you're a fucking badass. That's tight. That's tight. All right. Well, I think that we should wrap this shit up. So, wait. Should we like Any? cheers to it? Oh, uh, just take a shot. You can cheers to it in the air.